Welcome to First Turn, where we play board games for the first time and discuss our immediate reactions. It's like book club, but for board games. I'm Eric, and with me is Kate, Kiwi, and BP. Hello. Hello. Hi. Today, we're going to be doing our 2022 recap, discussing some of our favorites for the year, and of course, reviewing our stats. Stats, 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 stats. <laughs> Give me numbers. <laughs> oh, snap. It's the one day a year I get to use my master's degree. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I guess we'll, we'll go through our normal talking points and uh, discuss our favorites from the year, uh, starting right. with themes. Kiwi, what was your standout theme for the year? So I'm not sure, like I was looking at the games, I was like, ah, we've played a lot of these themes before. The one that stood out as like the most different from anything we've ever played was uh, home decor. Mm, decorum. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, playing decorum. Um, I thought, plus the way that that game played uh, was really fun. But yeah, mm -hmm. I, I think uh, home decor, because then we also had uh, canvas, so mm -hmm. making paintings for our homes. Uh, so that's that's what I went with for standout themes. So I didn't know that I would enjoy that. Oh, I took the the question and interpreted it differently for which theme to tie seem to tie in the most. I guess that is a different question though. But yeah, that's fine. Uh, so I put down Shores of Tripoli. Okay. With the way it played and yeah. Okay. Yeah. I really felt like because I cause so I, I interpreted this question as we normally do, right? Like uh Eric's all Kate gets this one. If you're new to our podcast, Kate gets to answer this question first, right? When it's the four of us, and <laughs> she's always pretty nervous about it. And Eric's like, Well, did you feel like you were doing X, Y, or Z? And so in Shores of Tripoli, I really did feel like especially when we played it for the podcast. But I, I guess I felt like we were, right, vying for kind of control of the Mediterranean. And I wanted to make you pay me, right, lots of loot as the pirates. And uh, you didn't want to do that as the United States. So I did want to burn, burn the Philadelphia, though. Apparently. Yep. You didn't get to, right? I No, I think I burned it. Oh. <laughs> I burned that bitch straight to the waterline. There you go. Um, I think I'm gonna go with roll camera on okay. this one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, because I I think it has elements of both just like standing out and being like, you know, one of my like favorite themes, but also I think it actually has what BP just talked about too as well. Like, it was very present and tied into the things you were doing. I don't know how super realistic they were, but like <laughs> the theme was definitely involved yeah. in like all the all the gameplay. So you don't have vast amounts of experience uh, making a movie. Uh, not that kind of movie. <laughs> I mean, oh, okay. kind of. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Instructional yeah. videos. I, yep. There's yep. not duct tape on the walls and mm -hmm. um, <laughs> yeah. cardboard sure standing on a people. horse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, I went with this war of mine, not because it's a fun okay. theme, but because it's probably right. the most impactful theme, especially mm. at the start of the year with like, we played it like right when all like the Ukraine stuff started and mm. uh, it was uh, not a fun game to play, but it's a fun game to play. <laughs> I don't know. It's a, it's an interesting experience. So uh, what game had your favorite artwork, BP? Okay, I think I'm going to suggest for 2023 that we rephrase this question to say, BP, can you limit it to your top five? Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. BP, did you limit it to your top five? Um, I'm gonna take that yes. as a no. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, actually, I only have I only have four. Um, so the top hands down. Cascadia. I mean, again, Beth Sobel said it right this time. Yep, it did. Uh, I, I just feel like that it's it's a no brainer. But I also remember when we were playing it, right? We uh, even on tabletop Tabletopia. I think we played it on. Yep. Uh, you could already tell. And then when we actually got it, um, at the cards, right? Her her artwork is just fantastic, and those animals are just so realistic and. Um, it's an overall joy to look at and add some great table presence overall, I would say. Um, and you know, lots of great phrasing for, uh, your adventures afterwards. Um, so that would be my top overall. 
So I do have a couple more I'd like to mention. Uh, honorable mention, I feel like would be Canvas. Uh, I feel like that kind of goes without saying being kind of a painting game. Um, and then the others that are just some of the kind of standards for me as far as favorite style of artwork um, and importance is going to be now or, now or never because, you know. Um, Ryan Lockett and his... his his great talent. Yeah, You're his, just going to leave it at that. His damn talent. <laughs> uh, and then Call to Adventure. Because um, that was the newest. I think we did it as a deep dive. We did, yep. But um, all the versions that keep coming out just add like more great things to look at and uh, add into the play. So those are my, oh, I, I left it to four. So thank you. Uh, I wrote down Call to Adventure and Cascadia as well, but I also put in, because uh, I figured BP would mention those, um, I also put in uh, Spires and Hildegard. Oh, yeah. Uh, I really liked kind of the the graphic novel-esque um, artwork to that, and all the cards were individual and matched the text on the cards, so it was a lot of fun. I like that art. Uh, I went with Transmissions, the robot game. Um, oh, yeah. Robot Emotions. The game wasn't that great and the art didn't really have anything to do with the game. But I don't know. The box art really just jumped out at me. It's like mm. fun little robots in the dystopian future. Wasn't the game also oh. like based on the art? too? Yeah. So it was like, like I think yes. it was like an artist yeah. game sort of thing, which is we've played a couple of those. Mind management also kind of up there with really cool artwork. That didn't really have anything to do with the game. <laughs> so I think I remember that one podcast. Was that the podcast with the robot robot and emotions? Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. Yes. I, I think that's been the the trend for the years that there's been a lot of great art that didn't really have anything to do with the game. So mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, I, I Canvas definitely came to mind, um, which feels like it I don't know what the right word is. If it's like cheating or something. It's a game about painting, <laughs> yeah. obviously. Um, but it was it was done really well. I think it was cool the way that it, um, uh, where they had the backgrounds and you had the art on like the transparencies and and created your painting. So, and I think reading the question too, I was wondering, um, is this just strictly the art or table, table presence, presence in general comes yeah in, we should update that because then cascadia would be on my list but i didn't have mm -hmm. it on there um and then i was also thinking about dog park um i was gonna mention that too those cards yeah, that with good. all the dogs yeah, yeah. i just yeah that was yep. really great all right uh favorite mechanic either something we've never played or unique twist i don't know if there's anything we've never played actually general mechanics i'll say like cooperative with like an element of deduction kind of thing like where you're solving things uh yeah it's like shipwreck arcana mm. uh, where we're like trying to work together we have a little bit of hidden information but we're trying to puzzle out like you know the clues that we're giving each other and things like that um, so isn't that kind of like decorum though too yeah so decorum is one uh Mind management kind of but i that's not really cooperative oh yeah you're playing against somebody yeah um Kind of Phantom Inc., although again, that's like team versus team, but games like that. Mm -hmm. But then I'd also say mechanically Canvas was a cool one because it's like you're creating mm -hmm. something. Mm. I'd like to see more games that do something like that where you're like using pieces to put together to create something, uh, which is kind of what we expected with Castles in the Sand, but didn't quite get it. Or Castles yeah. by the Sea. Yeah. Um, I, you hit on, this is one of the things, every once in a while you and I are right along the same lines on some of these things. Um, I had Decorum and Phantom Ink as well for the exact same reasons, right? Um, Phantom Ink, maybe not quite cooperative, but it, it was to a certain extent. And it was so much fun, like trying to trying to get your... I remember when it was Kate and I first, and then when uh, the other players showed up and we were introducing it to them and trying to get, get people I had never, right, really game played with before to try to understand what I was trying to think or what they were trying to get at. It, that was just... That was a lot of fun. Um, and then uh, the other, I, I, I was also going to bring up Canvas after we've been talking about it. It wasn't on my original list, but the way I remember when we played it, um, there was a lot of discussion at the table about kind of the flow of the game, which right mechanics does hit on as well. Um, kind of how you cycled through the art and came about the different pictures. So, yeah. 
And obviously having something to look at at the end. Yeah. Uh, Kiwi? Yeah, I, I went with decorum. Like <laughs> that that playthrough that we did at Gen Con, like just <laughs> the interactions we had with each other because yeah. of the way that mechanic work was just like so fun. And then like BP and I played it back here and it was like the same exact thing where it was just like somebody would do something and you would just look at them and be like, that is hideous. <laughs> I hate everything about it. Like, I, I don't know what it was. And I, I think Phantom Inc. falls in there too. Yeah. So I think that mechanic of like limited communicate, like a cooperative with limited mm -hmm. communication, which we've played games like that in the past because we played um, the games. crew and we didn't particularly care for the crew. Well, I think it's because like, trick taking games. Yeah, that's my thing, true. But yeah. But yeah, then BP and I really like Magic Maze, and that's the same thing, cooperative with limited uh, communication. Mm -hmm. And then Decorum, it was just, it, that was just a fun experience. And it was because of that mechanic that the experience was so fun. Yeah, I've definitely been liking cooperative games where there's some element of you can't, like, it's not solving a puzzle, like, openly, like Pandemic. It's more like solving mm -hmm. things without complete information. I think those have been fun. Um, yeah, I, I would agree with um, a lot of what has been said already. Um, those were on my list as well. And then I think I'd also throw Picture Perfect in there. Just us being different. It was it was pretty unique, mm -hmm. you know, to have something that was a little bit tactile and just, yeah, altogether. It different. also fit the creative kind of thing because you do mm -hmm. end up with a picture at the end. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You design, so. Mm -hmm. Kiwi, what was the most fun game to teach? Uh, I wrote down Caverna because I didn't really have to teach it. <laughs> Everybody already knew how to play. Um, no, yeah, I, the games where it's just a little bit easier to teach are always better. So like just rehashing rules is mm -hmm. a, a, just for me personally, just a better experience. But obviously you have to do that first teach before you can get to a rehash teach. Mm -hmm. So, but I'm still cheating and going with Caverna. Was there anything like with a good tutorial this so year? I think we shouted, I, I said last year. Um, or a good rule book. A good, so uh, jo Gloomhaven, Jaws of the Lion, that has a great um, tutorial. tutorial. And he's going to do that again in Frosthaven when it comes out. Um, uh, Robin Hood. Yep, we Robin, Robin Hood. Hood. Yeah. Oh, that... That that whole like first chapter when you're just working through the game, it, that's such like a good. I wish more games did that, mm -hmm. uh, where they just kind of like slowly slowly built onto it. Um, Root sort of does that. They have like a a little guide and in the actual physical copy, everybody gets a card that tells you like, okay, here's what your first two turns are going to look like, and then after those first two turns, like now you're on your own. Um, so I really. Yeah, you know, it, it it they've taken a page from video games and created tutorials that are actually useful. Yep. I uh, I so now I can join because I've had to teach more games this year. I will go with the uh, most painful to teach, which was paint the roses for us, uh, because we had one one person who just struggled with the core concept, and I could not explain it well. And it's it's because it was kind of like a modular game with a bunch of different rule sets. And so she understood yeah. it from a perspective of a different rule version we could have been playing, but it was not what we were playing. And it was just a very frustrating experience to have a player who like didn't get the concept of the game, yeah. uh, made the game very not fun. So as the teacher. Yeah, I think the worst teach for me was actually Android Netrunner because it was so complex and it was kind of like when we played, um, what was it? Sabotage. Yep. Where mm. both sides are so different. And if I'm playing the game, right. if I look at your hand or I can see your stuff like that puts me at an advantage because right. I know what you have. Right. Uh, and Sabotage was kind of the, the same way. So that one is kind of harder to teach and I had less fun uh teaching that one did you have a game that you actually liked to teach though eric talking about having more uh, i didn't consider this question give me a second i was oh, also no. going to share oh, the no. terror mystica okay. <laughs> and you with the french rule book i think that was my favorite <laughs> oh nice <laughs> pete metz also had a german rule book that was pretty funny um, i think i started reading out of that one when we were at yeah. <laughs> We tried. We translated it and tried to do the whole rule set from the German rule book. Um, oh, that's fun. It's 
there's some good German words in there. I was going to say like best teach from not us, just because I figured those would be one of the ones you really enjoyed as well. Was it the duck guy? Yes. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> the duck toe guy. And then you guys also really liked the canvas guy. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. 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 He was a good teacher as well. Yeah. I don't know if so. he'd be good at uh, like other games, but for that other game, games, he was yeah. perfect. He, was he just wanted yeah. cool art. That game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. And he was so chill and like, that's what that game kind of helps produce. So yeah. Yeah. But I think the duck, the duck guy was I, I think the opposite of the bee guy. I, I think generally speaking, like, because we don't take games super seriously and we're not there to like win, we just sort of want to have fun. Mm-hmm. I think we do enjoy more the people who are like kind of the same where they're teaching it. And it's just like, yeah, yeah, go for a brown duck. You don't really need the brown duck, but if you want a chocolate duck, go to the chocolate duck. Don't eat that chocolate. <laughs> exactly. Almond what was duck. the almonds? Almonds. Almond duck. Almond duck. <laughs> but as many marshmallows as they want, apparently. As many marshmallows as they want. Just like me. oh yeah so uh uh, bp what was the most painful to learn i limited this one as well (laughs) to to one that burns in our minds yep Mm -hmm. good pun brew no bonfire Bonfire. seriously Yeah. yeah uh i also said bonfire um i forgot what brew was about that was the alcohol one. It was not uh, the alcohol not the one. Yeah, no. the spirit. No, no distilled is the spirits one. Uh, Brew was yeah. the animals in the forest. Yeah. 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 yeah forgettable game. <laughs> uh, Kiwi, did you have one that you were the learner on that you didn't enjoy? Um, Maybe Gen Con. I don't think we had a bad one this year. No, I like. I think. Everybody that we had at Gen Con this year was good. And the games that like you guys taught instead of me, like I think you guys did a good job. And I don't think there was anything that I learned painfully. Uh, yeah. Kate? <laughs> I think you know mine. <laughs> yeah, I do know yours. Uh, <laughs> Robotech. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I went back and listened to some episodes before doing this. And I didn't <laughs> even want to listen to that one. I was like, I don't, I don't. I should come up with some specific reasons for this, but all I know is I just remember that as a miserable experience and I don't yeah. want to listen to it. So. All right. I, yep. to, just just to to fill in, though, a little bit, um, I think it's a very, a very complex game if you'd never played that style. And it reminded me a little bit of Root the first time that Kiwi went through playing Root when you have those variable pl- player powers that are, I think you guys call them asymmetrical or whatever, right? Um, It can be tricky and it seems to consume a lot of time dialing into the specifics of that one thing. Well, that's not maybe your player or your power. It's one of those, uh, I think, ones um, that would be good to just have a tutorial, right, for that type of game for a learn. It's also Um, like a lot of games, you just watch people take their turns and pick things up and then try them out and do it. You can't do that in an asymmetrical game because everyone's doing different stuff. So yeah, maybe that's how I learned. So that's why it was really hard for me. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, What game do we wish we left on the shelf, Kate? Uh, That one. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I figured uh, you would go with that one. Yeah. Um, Anything else? I I mean, I guess bonfires on that list as well. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's a pretty short list for me because we all know I would play everything again. Yeah. Even though. <laughs> That's true. Uh, Kiwi, what would you leave on the shelf? Uh, I wrote down Brew and Bonfire. Mm-hmm. I, I could have gone without playing either of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we're all going to have Bonfire on this list. Um, it's on mine, as is Cultivates. Oh, oh yeah, the cool yeah, one. That. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Listening to you guys play that one was rough for me. Uh, such a distasteful theme yeah um i knew everyone would say bonfire so i went with hold fast russia Mm, 1941-42 i know i think kiwi's had success with it in his trainings but for me it was just sort of a a slow slog of a game yeah Uh, well it was a slow slog of a campaign it it, it was thematic (laughs) yes for sure Um, yeah but for a game, it wasn't that fun. And then I do have to go uh, off podcast for one and mention Moonflight mm. uh, because that was the most horrible thing I've played. 
Yeah. 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 It was something we played off podcast, but um, it took us two days just to get through the rules, Mm -hmm. and then we suffered through the game. And it's you can almost get into a state where it's unfinishable, like you get like in a stalemate. It's so poorly designed. Uh, we did manage to avoid that and miraculously figured out somebody could win. So we supported them to get to the end game. Um, and then the winners basically randomly decided after three hours of playing. Uh, that sounds like was... uh, the killer bunnies and the quest for the magic carrot where you can spend like four hours playing this game. And then if somebody has the one carrot, even if they did the worst in the whole game, they still win. That was basically how the end game works. So I, I oh. had to bring that up because it was such a painful experience. All right. Um, what game had the best player interaction, Kate? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that we all might overlap on these as well, because we've already talked about decorum and that's that's on there. Um, but yeah, I'm going to bring up roll camera again. Yeah, I figured. Yeah. Um, I mean, as a cooperative game, it's like bound to have good interaction, but it was it was good interaction and just and just so different. Like it had the little bit of role play in it, which came out even more when we played it off, you know, outside of Gen Con when we played it here. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's just it's extremely interactive and fun. Yeah. yeah. I those are kind of the two I had. Decorum would be my top one. That was. I think Kiwi kind of hit it earlier. It's just so entertaining. <laughs> it's just so good. Um, I will concur with decorum, but I also had written down uh, that time you killed me. Oh. It's a two-player game. Yeah, so it has to be interactive. Yeah. Yeah. And you're trying to figure out what the other person's going to do and how you can move around them. That's fair. Yeah, I'll, I uh, enjoyed it. Gosh, <laughs> and I got silenced <laughs> that one. Everyone was like, oh, yeah, no, BP. That was not the right answer. I, I wanted to like that one more, I think. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I will second both uh, decorum and roll camera, and then I will add in uh, Phantom Inc. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. think that was just a fun. Yeah, like, fun. those questions could just create, like, the weirdest. Yeah. Like, when we played it uh, for the Phoenix comic, or Phoenix CamelCon, mm-hmm. like just looking at people's faces when you handed them the questions, <laughs> just like, uh, I don't know what helicopters eat. <laughs> so we're just going. Uh, I noticed nobody said coffee roaster for the interaction. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wonder if anyone even listened to that episode. I listened to the whole I listened to Well, obviously you listened to it. Listening to the episodes where the two of you just talk to yourselves is both <laughs> weird and entertaining. <laughs> Maybe we should add that to a question. Favorite edit and least favorite edit. Oh, yeah, that actually would be interesting. All right. Um, uh, the best history tie in. So I have to go with the lost episode of Peep Mods. Oh. <laughs> no, it is the saddest thing ever that that didn't get recorded oh, yeah. correctly. Because Kate giving off random bird facts for half an hour was just absolutely <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> um, I'm really so sorry. Good. Yeah, uh, sad we missed that. that. It is. Yeah, it's the worst thing that I didn't get that captured <laughs> properly. Kate May was my other favorite one. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. The history of actual Cape May and all like the bird observatory. Is that what it was? Yeah. Yeah. And then it's also apparently got one of the the newest uh, Harriet Tubman Museum just opened in 2021. Yeah, and it was, and then it was good because when we played, it was like all the fires came up and the birds, so it kind of all tied together really well. Um, I think I'm gonna go with Phantom Inc. Um. Because it was a it was a good history. <laughs> you guys were it was, you guys were waiting for something uh, yeah, <laughs> completely <I guess>. different. <laughs> yeah, and then we had to describe it, was, it to you. It was a really good history, and you were really excited about it. And it tied Alexander in. Dumas. But yeah, I also enjoyed the uh, the fact that we were all waiting for the uh, 1990s the, the TV show instead. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I put Shores of Tripoli because you, t- you you took the guy who volunteers at the Marine Corps Museum <laughs> and you put him with a historian, and then we just. <laughs> She talked about all the stuff that wasn't Marine Corps, and I talked about all the Marine Corps stuff, and so I'm sure that was a joy to edit, because I think that was longer than the actual episode was. It was, yes. I love it. I, I, that, you only had one? Yeah. I, I said, well, they, I, I, I agree with, other than the peep mats one, yeah. since I didn't get to hear that one. But. All right. Um, yeah, Shores of Tripoli was the first thing that came to my mind for the exact same reason. Um, I will just, like, 
say out loud to people who have never met us uh, how Kiwi and I met. He did try to brag about some history courses he took and kind of sparked my interest that he had taken history courses. And then I saw he had majored in history and I was like, huh, interesting. Uh, obviously, history is a big love of my life. And uh, so that was fun to play with him and uh, to share uh, some of our history uh, facts. Um, I thought the funniest non-tie-in, uh, because I forgot about the Phantom Ink one, uh, was Cultivate. Um, because mm -hmm. just going off of the, the name, I came up with uh, The Hanging Gardens of Babylon which had absolutely nothing, nothing to yeah. do with that game and much more interesting than the game was. Uh, and then the, 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 the mind management one where you're talking about what was, what was the guy's oh, name? Like general <laughs> Shackleford Dr. or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Shacklebottom. Shacklebottom running into walls. <laughs> and I'm theorizing oh, yeah. how many concussions he must've gotten from running into walls. Yeah. yeah. All right. It is time for everybody's favorite part of the year. Statistical analysis. Uh, okay, so uh, we're down two games from last year. We only played 46 as opposed to 48. Um, but with traveling opening back up a bit, we were able to get some live plays again, which we hadn't seen in the last two years. And we've also uh, seen a lot more co-hosts this time around. Uh, so we only played of those 46, only 17 of them were all four of us oh, were wow. together. Um, and then I, my next joke was, I feel like the Fed talking about interest rates or unemployment. <laughs> Everything's down. Um, and then last year I said there wasn't a predictive model because I switched from Tableau to mm. Python. And this year it's because I ran out of time. So now it's just going to be a running joke where I never do it. And I never actually use my degree. So here we are. Uh, so Kate and I tied for most wins at seven. Wow. Uh, Eric came in fourth at, or third at, yeah. with four. And Come then on. BP uh, didn't win a single game. What? Yep. Didn't win a single game this year. Or where the four of us played? Where the four of us played. That's oh, that's the key. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's key. Uh, and oddly, <laughs> uh, Eric actually plays better when I win than when he wins, which is weird. <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> yep. Uh, and... Um, everybody else uh, usually sucks real bad when Kate wins. Um, oh. Yeah. Oh. Uh, but when she wins, she wins big. Oh, yeah, yeah. she does. <laughs> well, and apparently she wins a lot. Uh, and then this year, we finally, uh, hand management was not our number one uh, mechanic. Okay. Uh, it's all the way at number four. Uh, games with a solo mechanic took uh, number one this year. <laughs> Um, and 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 because of the way I sort everything out, it, this is not including uh, Coffee Roaster or Spire's End, what? which were solo games, because I only included, included games the before. with four, all four of us. Mm -hmm. uh, so I, and I feel the, like it's pretty common now. Everything's coming out with like a solo. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and then Variable Player Powers has actually been slowly climbing. So it was seventh mm -hmm. in our first season, and it's been going up uh, ever since. And it's now at number two. So we enjoy having uh, variable player powers. And uh, Deck Bag Pool Building, we didn't, uh, it dropped off the list uh, this oh, year. Wow. Yep. Finally, BP uh, succeeded getting rid yeah, of all the exactly. deck builders. Woo! Uh, so the would you play it again question uh, in the past, I've usually been the lone holdout holdout on games being the only one <laughs> but who wanted now to play, you have the king. Uh, but not anymore. <laughs> thanks to Kate. Uh, so we had four games where Kate was the only one who wanted to play it again. <laughs> uh, and then surprisingly, uh, Surprising no one, Eric is still the pickiest, only choosing about a quarter of the games uh, this year to play again. Uh, and then BP will play again about a third of the time. Um, so a little less picky. Am, I, am yeah. I holding steady at about a quarter? I feel like that's yeah. about what it's been. Uh, I'll get there. Let's see. Okay. Um, the games we played were a little bit higher rated this year on BGG. Complexity. So not complexity. I'll, I'll get to that okay. one. But just in general, like they're uh, they're like rating rating yeah, yeah out of 10 uh, and three of the games that we played were well above the average of 7.6 and then everything else is kind of a smattering above and below that that seven six line so um 
our time delta uh, kind of jumped up. So we weird. we were playing uh, slightly less. So that's this first uh, figure is everything. So that's every game that we've ever played on the podcast. Okay. Uh, so our time delta did go up. Uh, so it took us a little bit longer to play. And then except for the two games that we played live, uh, those dropped or those were pretty much spot on with the box. Um, we did play slightly less um, complex games this year, oh, okay. Um, but not by much. It was pretty close to uh, last year. And I kind of attribute that increase in gameplay to uh, one. We all switched from primarily using Tabletop Simulator to tab Tabletopia. Mm -hmm. So kind of learning that uh, system, which there are elements of it that I wish were more like TTS and then vice versa. Uh, but also with uh, Kate coming in, uh, because like when we had our very first season, Eric and I had a couple hundred hours in Tabletop Simulator. Mm. So we saw like trying to get you caught up and be able to mm -hmm. do a lot of the stuff on your own. I feel like as we progress and go through seasons, Kate will get more used to both Tabletop Simulator and Tabletopia. Mm -hmm. And hopefully next season we'll see some drops in the time delta. There you, there you go, Kate. Okay. He says there's hope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yep. Some goals for the new year. Yeah. <laughs> there yeah. you go. And then uh, I always like to take the uh, the board game average for scores um, over the seasons. So Kate actually performed the best out of everybody. She was the closest to board game geek huh. average. Um, so when you're looking at these charts, the closer to zero you are, the closer to average. Okay. Uh, so we're all below average. Okay. But Kate mm -hmm. is the least below average of the four of us. <laughs> so are her, hers are those straight lines? Uh, hers uh, is the yellow. The yellow, right. So the straight so line very... is your average across right. the whole no, season. But, uh, Kate's like very little movement. Yeah. So she was actually pretty she's close. Just, she's just like, yeah. And then she'd be dead if she were your heart monitor. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah. And then BP had some like big jumps. Yeah. I'm the, that's, she had like that's, a, a lot of stuff that un is underneath actually the line. Like my heart yeah. uh, and then for our first impression of the game, so I wanted to see, like, uh, do we have a pretty good gut when it comes to, like, oh, no. whether or not you... So, like, if you would pick it up and then if you would play it again. So I compared, like, if you would pick a game up to if you would play it again. Um, so, Eric... Um, so how often does I'd pick it up translate to I'd play it again? For both Eric and BP, it's about 63%. So if you think you would wow. pick it up, you would probably play it again. Um, for me, it's about 72%, which is down by 79. And then Kate's sitting at around 75. And I usually attribute uh, that for both Kate and I to we'll, we will almost just play anything <laughs> again. Um, so... I feel like I say yes for both questions, so I'm surprised yeah, and, that number is not higher. <laughs> yeah. So, and then Kate has never said no to picking up a game and then also gone on to want to play it again at the end of the episode. <laughs> yeah. So every time Kate yeah. says she wouldn't pick it up, she will almost always say she doesn't want to play it again. Yeah, but if she says she picks it up, more than likely. Yeah. You, you um, can bet on it. Yep. And then just generally across the board, if we say that we wouldn't pick it up, we are far less likely to want to play it again. Right. All right. And then uh, for Eric's perfect game, we're going to drop simultaneous action. So he just wants a cooperative push your luck game. Oh, that's <laughs> sad. Yeah. No, uh, hold on. Is I'm this no... just based on this year's or is it? Uh, no, this is based on over... all of our games. Cumulative? Yep. Okay. And so that also includes games that we didn't play together. So this is everything. Uh, okay. So but all this year? No, all. All, all. So all four seasons okay. that we've had so far. Uh, that's what it includes. So Eric is looking for just a cooperative push your luck game. Um, I'm no longer looking for a cooperative worker placement. I'm staying cooperative, but I want something with point to point movement and an action cue. <laughs> so basically, I just want to play pandemic all the time. Uh, BP is still on the lookout for a cooperative pattern building game. I am. Uh, and Kate, you uh, would most likely uh, appreciate a cooperative tile placement game with some variable setup. <laughs> he, I feel like we which, could get ours together. Which, which is almost Cascadia, except Cascadia is not uh, cooperative. Oh yeah. Uh, yep. And so that's our. Uh, that's my 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 one use of my graduate degree. All right. Uh, on to our final questions. What was the biggest surprise of the year? Do we get to say more than one here? Do we really you, have to limit this to one? You. There's no rules. I don't know if There's you've no noticed rules. so far. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Just checking. I have two. So no. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm going to put uh, Bot Factory. Mm. Uh, I actually looked at the uh, the four. So there were four games that I said I wouldn't play it, uh, pick it up. And of those four, this is the only one that I say, said I would play it again. Mm. So that's how I quantify. You went, you went statistic. Of, I, I statistically analyzed and said that my biggest surprise I, was Bot I'm Factory. I'm not surprised you like that game. Um, I when I when we were going through the rules, I was like, this sounds like a Kiwi game. <laughs> Um, I'm, and I know I asked this last year, but did you do the same analysis for us? Uh, no, I didn't. Yeah. yeah. Well, cause for, uh, for Kate, there wasn't a single game where she said no, right. she pick up and said she, that she would then play it again. So uh, Kate for, was never, never surprised. And I feel like Eric and I would be like, no to no. I think both of mine were no to yes. Oh, Maybe. Okay. Uh, biggest surprise. I have Phantom Inc. I remember yeah. talking about how like mm-hmm. I'd have to party research games. party games because most of them are awful. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was obviously we've talked about it a lot. Very enjoyable. And then Radlands. Um, oh, yeah, that's true. I haven't mentioned, but I think we had low expectations going in, but we both came out of it being like, that was pretty fun. You know, maybe not something we'd play all the time, but definitely would play again if somebody had it available. So. Yeah, I think that was one that I mentioned that I wouldn't search it out, but if I saw it on a shelf, I would probably grab it. Yeah. Yeah, I'd second I'd second Radlands for sure. Uh Kate, obviously there was no complete surprises, but mm. is there <laughs> yeah. statistically Aww. speaking. Statistically speaking. Yeah. But there might have been. Um Yeah, and well, I think what came to mind isn't a huge surprise either, but I actually would put ducks on this list because mm-hmm. I think ducks would like going into it i think it i was actually thinking it would fit you know like actually a disappointment because it just seemed like a interesting fun little theme and a lot of times when we see that we find out that the game's not that good but the duck game was good the duck game was solid <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, duck yeah. Game was good. Was a good I, I almost fought that one that's true you did mm-hmm. all right bp Okay, which speaking of buying games, um, I, my top one, first of all, was Shores of Tripoli, just because as someone who really doesn't like war games or strategizing, I actually enjoyed it. So I feel like, I think though I did say yes, because I did pick it up because I was like, ooh, pirates. Uh, but I was hesitant because it's also, I know, right, kind of one of those war-based games, which isn't always... I understand, like the the theme that you had, Eric, for yours, right? The what was it? The war. This war of mine. This war of mine. mine. You know, like I I I can understand, right? Like, and especially like grizzled is that way, right? Because like again, horrible theme, but a great game to play. And so I feel like Shores of Tripoli, kind of that way, like not quite as dark as those other two, but still like not something I would gravitate to, but found enjoyable to play nonetheless. Um, the other one I'll say before even done playing it, Lost Arnak. Oh yeah, Lost Runes Arnak. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I uh, worker placement. <laughs> uh, worker placement with a deck building right? mechanic to it. Let's be honest, not my favorite mechanics, but apparently I enjoyed it so much that uh, we bought it right away. We've actually played it uh, and brought it to the table already. So. Yep. Biggest disappointment. Oh, I have a few. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> um, probably like some of the ones we already talked about um, could be on here. <laughs> but, well, I mean, it's usually one you're expecting to like and don't like. Yeah. I, I wouldn't say like bonfire. I think like going right. into that. Nobody <laughs> had a high yeah. expectation. <laughs> and so actually when I looked back to the list and remembered all the way back to Inner Compass, I was like, yeah. that was mm-hmm. disappointing because it sounded like a cool theme, but I don't know if that can go on here either because we didn't really even like seek out that game or so. Yeah, but you can it, still like, even if you get hyped during like the description and then the game is disappointing, mm-hmm. it still counts. It was on there. Um, and then also um, that time you killed me, I think I found pretty disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> um, I thought that sounded really neat and then yeah it just yeah it was and we were gonna do the well we did do the tournament and everything it just sounded like it was gonna be a, a bit more fun than it than it played out to be yep yeah oh okay uh you guys ready 
Get, get out your pens, people. <laughs> it's a long list. I'm going to start with Picture Perfect hmm. uh, because we had seen it the 2021 yep. and I was really intrigued. I love the 20s, uh, which kind of the, the set is based off of. Um, and I just think I, it was just, uh, I don't know. So it, disappointing, right? Um, the same with it kind of two others based on kind of the same, feel like they kind of had the same problems were Tabriz and Brussels. Again, great idea for themes that neither of those mechanics tied yeah. into the theme. Yeah. Um, I put down, Mom is it Momisi? Because I remember uh, Momiji. Momiji. Yeah. So I, like I said, I hand wrote these things, so I couldn't tell if that was an S or a J. Um, <laughs> can't write my own handwriting. Because uh, I just, I remember like none of us were super excited about it, but it was, had beautiful, right, cards, if I remember correctly. Yep. And then the last one I'll leave off with was the Pathfinder game, which we got on a trade. So it wasn't like any, you know, I don't think we had super high expectations, but at the same time, like we're fans of, of the D and D like, you yeah. know, and role-playing stuff. So I just, I wanted more, like I wanted it to be more like Hilda. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I, I also wrote down a Pathfinder adventure card game uh, just because like I'd heard so much good stuff about it. Mm -hmm. I, I was just kind of disappointed and it's like, no, nah, okay. It's going right back onto the trade list. Uh, I was just thankful that I traded for it as opposed to actually paying for it. Uh, and then Moonbase was the other one. Uh, oh, we yeah, played other that, games yeah. from Itten, um, the Crash Octopus yeah. and Tokyo Highway that I was hoping for more out of Moonbase. And it just, I think the the fun with uh, Tokyo Highway and Crash Octopus was just like how um, frantic. frantic and dynamic and tactile it was, where Moonbase, it was just like you just stack stuff up and it had like little helper pieces. Yeah. I mean, People at the game cafe were watching us play Tokyo Highway because right. like we were moving all over the place. And the same thing and the with Crash Octopus. Yeah, you, yeah. So. Crash Octopus, you have to move all over. Like you can't stay still. Yeah, you can't stay still. So gotta uh, can't imagine playing that one at a cafe. Yeah. <laughs> so those are my two. For my disappointment, I had Castles by the Sea. Yeah. I think we already kind of yeah. talked about it, but I looking at it, the description and the basics, I thought this would be like a perfect one for our group. And uh didn't didn't work out that way. Wasn't that great? Um, yeah. Uh, so then new this year, since we have so many games we played not as a complete group. Uh, what game did we feature that we didn't play, but now want to? Uh, Kate. All right. So I'm going to bend the non-existent roles on this one <laughs> <laughs> um, because I have the game since then but I feel like it still counts because listening to the podcast I was like oh now I do want to play so yeah. I'll put this war is mine on there okay yeah because yeah I yeah I have played it since then but when I was listening to it I was like oh I was like jealous that I wasn't part of that yeah <laughs> so yeah um I think Kate May is also on there too um mm. yeah yeah you it's really pretty like Kate May Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah mm -hmm. I said I missed that too. Yeah, it reminds me of Santa Monica, which you did play, right? Mm -hmm. yes. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, just East Coast style. I feel like. Uh, for me, I have Now or Never. Um, mm, yep. Mm. I realized I probably played the most out of all the games this year. I think, um, but I don't know. I Ryan Lockett games, Red Raven games. I just I right. enjoy so that. Yep. Is one I would like to play. Uh, I wrote down this war of mine. Just uh, the concept uh, sounded interesting. And even with the kind of uh, darker-ish theme, um, it sounded like you guys had a about as much fun with a theme like that as you could. Uh, so giving that a try is something I'd like to do. Yeah, I recommend. Um, yeah, so my first one is the same as Kate because immediately when I finished the episode, I said, hey, I want to play this. Is it... You said it was playable for two players, uh, and we played, I think, that week, uh, the Spire's End, Hildegard. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because yep. remember, I listened to the episode, and I was like, ooh, that sounds really fun. Yeah, so she went the Kate route. And... Yeah. yeah. That but... would be, that might make my list now that I know that it's two player. I 
wasn't yeah, interested because was... I thought it was just a solo game. But yeah, um, I think it that would was, be and it was fun. fun as two players. Yeah, it was good as two players. I, it's definitely built for one, but the rules that they have set up to play two still makes it playable and still makes it fun because the whole point is the story driven. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't when BP and I played, I didn't make any choices because I had already played through that chapter. So I let, I let her make all the choices. So I, and there I were there were times stuff. when I was like, well, we were kind of split on what we wanted to do, so we just rolled. For yeah, it. we just rolled for it. Yeah. yeah. Um, my other one will be, um, even though you guys hated it, and I can't remember really so much of the playthrough. I'm a big Alice in Wonderland fan, and so I, as I was listening to it, just the setup of the whole game, I was like, I want to play this game, like just because, like. It's one of my favorite scenes. I know the song by heart. Like, she's talking about Paint the Roses. Yeah, that's what I said. You didn't say that. No, I didn't say the game yet. Oh, yeah. Paint the Roses. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, I'd read it and figured, right? Once I read it, everyone else knew it too. Sorry. yeah, and it, the the history, you guys did the Hundred Years' War first, and then the War of the Roses, and I was like, oh my god, these guys are treading on my territory so much. Um, so Ernesto does do a good job when he does the history, I oh, think. Oh, I think good. so, too. Yeah. All right, I'll, I'll cut that part out. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to give him a big head. <laughs> uh, and unfortunately, it got traded away, so you can't play it. Oh. Yeah, I, you should give it a shot. Um but I think part was of it was we had struggles with the rules and yeah. other than that, it's just a logic puzzle and uh, yeah, just wasn't for us. But what was your favorite game we featured on the podcast? Kiwi. Cascadia. Sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was just, we played it and then like two days later, somebody was like, hey, do you want to trade this for that? And I was like, hell yeah, I do. <laughs> You're oh, an yeah, idiot. you got a good oh, yeah. copy. Yeah, because we played uh, was Overboss, which BP and I were both kind of like mediocre on. Yeah. And then that person was like, hey, I want to trade you Cascadia. And then it had like some upgraded bits. So like yeah. we have some like nice little acorn bits that come yeah. with it. Uh, we played with Paxton and he wanted to play immediately, m- again. immediately again. And then I think we played it a third time like the next day. Mm-hmm. So what? What's it was the a player hit. count on it. I think it goes to four. It might go to five. I would have to look. Definitely four, though. I think that might be the reason why we haven't gotten it yet. But. Yeah. Mm. I mean, you should still get it then. Yeah. I don't think there's a reason not to get it. Yeah, just tell somebody else to play That Time You Killed Me. <laughs> <laughs> have them play that in the corner. <laughs> or themselves. Spire's End. Yeah. yeah. Spire's End. Or Spi- yeah, or Spire's End, yeah. All right. Uh, BP? Um, obviously Cascadia. That's all I have. I yep. actually only had one for the on pod. I'll, when we get well, to off, I have another one. I've got four. <laughs> okay. Uh, decorum, roll camera, mm-hmm. Cascadia, and this war of mine. Um, okay. okay. So I think we've kind of gone through all of those. Um, yeah. So I, I don't have too much more to add. They were all kind of, they're all kind of a little different, um, but they're all really cool in their own way. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I've already talked about uh, roll camera, and that is on the list. Um, one that overlaps with last year's list because we did do a deep dive is Robin Hood. So since it's mm-hmm. technically on the list because we podcasted it, um, I'd put that on my favorite list. Yep. Mm-hmm. And Cascadia, of course, as mentioned already. And the only rule is there is no rules. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't even know. If you made me select from those, I might have to go with this war of mine just because it's very different, but decorum would be up there too. All right. Uh, and then favorite game we played this year on or off the podcast, no rules, whatever you want to pick. Kate. <laughs> well, my list would be the same. So if I, to give it not that different answer and just choose one, I would say roll camera. Uh, so I wrote down a couple, uh, the Guild of Merchant Explorers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really like the concept to it and then kind of that, the flip and write, with, but without writing. That would make my surprise list for me yeah. that we didn't podcast it. But yeah. I I was like, ah, it's like a roll and write in disguise, but I have considered buying that one. Yeah, it's good. And then uh, I know we did talk about them on the podcast, but I but we didn't actually play them as an episode, so I, I included them here. And that was Decorum, Lost Ruins of Arnak, and Roll Camera. Mm. I felt like 
Last Runes of Arnak was just a fun game. And then we've talked a bunch already about decorum and roll camera, just the mm-hmm. way the mechanics are set up. Like it causes an interaction that was just like, that's a hell of a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, and then for BP and I, the most played game that we've done this year is uh, uh, role player adventures. Mm-hmm. And I'm really excited for uh, one for us to die in the last one so that we have to start <laughs> over. Dude. Uh, and the new campaign that's coming out soon. Okay. I also put down role player adventure for a uh, favorite game played this year on or off the podcast because I decided to go off the podcast um, since my other choice was on. And specifically for that reason is it's our go to like just lately when it's like I, when I have time to sit down and play a game, it's like, what do you want to play? And most times I want to play it. And yes, we've died a lot, but we are on the final scenario <laughs> yeah. and he thinks we're going to die. We're going to oh, we're hundred percent going to die. Nah, we got this. <laughs> we got this. Sleeping gods is our version of that. We, mm-hmm. This is yeah. the first time we haven't had it set up currently. Basically, yeah. <laughs> ready to play at any moment. But we do have Robin Hood right yeah, now. Yeah, we do so. have Robin Hood. We've oh, okay. Been yeah. through. We played a bunch of that with Paxton, so yeah, he really liked it. For me, favorite game on and off the podcast, I went with Captain Sonar. Mm. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Solid choice. Yeah, I, something we hadn't really mentioned, but uh, it was a unique experience and pretty entertaining, I thought. Mm-hmm. Uh, Phoenix CamelCon. Phoenix CamelCon. <laughs> it was just, it was different. It kind of fit that whole, like, like we were talking about with Decorum, Roll Camera, uh, Phantom Mink, it's team versus team, but like your sort of secret information and sneaking around and hidden movement and all that stuff. So yeah, uh, it was entertaining. Uh, That was our 2022 year recap games that we played and liked and didn't like. Official title. (laughs) (laughs) TM, 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 TM. There you go. Uh, so if you have any recommendations you want to hear us uh, podcast about or feature uh, for 2023, just send them our way. You can do so via email at firstturntabletop at Gmail. Probably the best way right now because uh, who knows what's going on with Twitter. But so far, we're still there. Or Instagram at firstturncast. And the podcasting camel says he's got his little, the you know, those cheesy uh, New Year's Eve 2022 glasses. Twenty. Well, I guess now he would have what 2023 right Dude. glasses uh he says please don't forget to rate review and subscribe on your favorite podcatchers and we look forward to hearing from you play more games Four, say, four years, I want to say on the record, though, that I do really like Kate and the <laughs> things that come out of my mouth just 